Yeah, we, we can invite her for lunch, you know, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a working day, so nobody will come. Yeah. Everybody is at work. So right now we're recording. Yeah, we're recording also. Not only recording, but people can hear us. We don't know who's out there. If you're out there and you can hear us, please send us some kind of sign. Send us a text message. Send us a smile. So we are in Banya Luga uh, with Pastor Branco and his family in his beautiful little church. And with Marian or Max, secret agent Max. And uh, so we're just going to have like a little... We're with this team here, and we're just traveling, uh, just hitting these different cities. Today we had a great day of outreach. Pastor Tomash will just share a few words with us from the Bible, but we had a good time talking to people. Uh, we had some very good conversations, and then some conversations people were very, some people were very nervous about who we were, <laughs> but that's okay. We understand that. So um, he's gonna. Are you going to sing to us, or are we going to sing with you? I, 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 I may sing. I'm not. You tell us what you want to do. John is the better leader. Is he here, or did he? Is he asleep? He is buying cheese. He wants to buy some food, something. Okay. Okay. So we can just start. Yeah. So let's begin with prayer. Yeah. Uh, thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for your spirit and your work here in this city. Lord, we pray for our brother, Pastor Branca. Branco. Lord, we ask you that you would bless his ministry, that you would bless the people in this church, bless his son, John. And we thank you, God, that we could meet him. Bless the people that we spoke to today that they would find Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. That you would take the tracks that we gave them, that they would open them and discover salvation and eternal life in Jesus Christ. And we thank you for this time. Bless our short meeting. We pray these things in the word that we're going to hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, every beginning has a little beginning. God says, interesting, God says a word. Mm -hmm. And only the word, and then something starts to happen. Interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to sing only one song, and maybe you all know that. Maybe, maybe you don't. If you never know, now you know. After this, if I have it, I think I have it. I think this is in Finland also, I think this is in Azerbaijan also. 
on in the many, many other places. In your presence there is sight. In your presence there is peace. In your presence there is power. I can hear the word to me. 
that heal my heart today. Here I am, oh my Lord. You can help me where I am. I'm seeking your presence just now, and I'm waiting on you. When I listen to you, my heart is filled with your grace. Dobrý večer pre vás svima ovde. And thank you, the greatest thanks to Pastor Branko that we can be here in this place. Thank you for giving us this opportunity. I'm really honored to stand here. And we had a really great time down in the city. Maybe I thought, is there like one person who would like to give a testimony from the outreach? Just one testimony, how we spoke with people. Like, anybody? Yeah, please. Yeah, okay. Maybe on the mic. Yeah. <coughs> Talk to one young man named Luke. 
and uh, we could all pray for him. And he uh, said he was Rastafarian, but um, when I spoke to him about the Bible, he, uh, he opened up a bit, and uh, I asked him if he knew he was going to heaven, and he said he was trying to be good enough. So I uh, was able to share with him a little of the gospel. Um, then I asked him to look me up on Facebook so that I could continue, continue to talk to him. So please pray for Luke. Um, that's amazing. Like we had a lot of great conversations with the people on the street. Um, I think some people got really uh, challenged by us being here, but some people really like responded. You know, they really responded like to the simple gospel message that they are being loved and that there is jertva, uh, that there is the sacrifice for their for them that has been made. It's, it's amazing you know, the power of the gospel. So let's let's pray for these people. We will pray for Banya Luka. We will pray for this region of the Balkans. And uh, I will share a little bit from the word now. So let's pray before we start. So dear God, thank you. Thank you for your mind which has been given us in the scriptures. Thank you that we have the scriptures accessible and, and uh, we can study the scriptures, Lord, and, and be refreshed by your thoughts about us and about situations. Thank you, God. Thank you that we are not being tossed to and fro by, uh, by our emotions or by some different winds, winds but uh, we stand firmly on the rock, on the Jesus, on the finished work. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Just ask you to, to bless us tonight and lead us in your in your name. We pray. Amen. Okay, so if you would turn with me into uh, well, I have like so many things I don't know like what to speak about, but uh, let's start in a. In a the book of Exodus, chapter 3. And before before we read uh, the book of Exodus, I will read one more verse. Uh, the Gospel of John. Gospel of John, chapter 8. And we will read this, this short verse as an introduction. <laughs> really? I thought if I'm going to preach Amazing. John 8, verse 44. Let's look at this. Jesus is speaking here and he says, You are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. And now what I want to focus is this one. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. There is no truth in him. When he speaks, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of him. The devil is the father of the lie. You know, it originated in him, he's the father. 
he he's the origin of a lie. And I just I just wanted to look now at this amazing story of the Exodus. And let's keep a little bit in mind this that the devil is the father of a lie. And uh, the story of Exodus chapter four. Let's 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 talk to the beginning, chapter three. This is uh, Moses meeting the Lord at the burning bush. Now, uh, we all know what happened before. Moses was a son of Pharaoh and he had like no interest in his own people. But then something happened and he started to notice this nation of Israel within the Egypt. And and he he saw that there is no justice being made, that they are they are in a slavery, and that there should be some change. And and his heart was for those people. Now Moses had these good intentions, but what happened? Like in his in his own power, he just killed Egyptian, and he ran away. And he ran away to the wilderness, where he spent like so many years. And now in Exodus 3, we see the story. Exodus 3, verse 4. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him, unto Moses, out of the midst of the bush, and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. This is amazing. Like, it looks like that Moses believed a lie. And, and he ran away from Egypt. He believed the lie that he messed up the plan of God. And actually, maybe he did. Maybe he took it into his own hands and he wanted to deliver Israel in this, in this anger outburst. And it ended up in murder. Have you ever done something that you have a good intention and you take it into your hands and it kind of like gets out of your hands? And it ends up maybe in a murder. You know, like many times we've placed our hands into situation just to help, to save, to, to do something with a good intention. And then disaster happens, the calamity. And you know, like Moses is living in this, but now this is amazing. Like God is meeting him in the place where Moses is. And he actually says to him, Verse 5, like, well, take off your shoes and, and we know the story. And, and, he, and he says to him, like, come, come closer, come near. Verse 8, I am come to deliver Israel out of the hand of Egyptians and to bring them up out of this land unto a good land. This is, a, this is like something really great. <coughs> Because here's a man who did something terrible. But God says here, I have a plan. No matter what you did, it's not in the picture. I have a plan. Just come closer and listen. And God is revealing his plan and he says, I have come down to deliver Israel out of the hand of Egypt. And we can see here, Verse 11. 
And Moses said unto God, Who am I? Now, like uh, in the nowadays school system, uh, they don't teach rational, logical uh, 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 thought pattern to come to the conclusion so, so many times, you know. It's a lot about memorization and everything. But let's look at it again. And let's think. God says, I have come to deliver Israel. Verse 8. Verse 11. Moses says, who am I? Well, Moses, you are not in the picture. It has nothing to do with you. God says, I will deliver Israel. And Moses says, who am I? Isn't this amazing? Like, like he immediately takes this burden upon himself. God says, I will deliver Bosnians. And we say, who am I? Well, I, I'm afraid of them. I will deliver Serbians. Well, who am I? I will deliver Croats and different nation groups. God says, I will deliver them from the slavery. And we say, who am I? Isn't it funny? Mm. Like, who do you think you are, Moses? Just to say, you know, like, you are in a picture. God is just revealing his plan. It's like, imagine, like, like you come to your friend and you say, hey, you see this girl? I'll marry her. And your friend says, well, no, who am I? <laughs> well, no, you, you got it wrong. You are not in the picture. This is me and her. You are out of the picture. You are just the best man, you know. You are just invited there. You have no other part in it. You will just like enjoy it. It's all, you know. It, isn't it like funny? And then, and then sometimes God comes to us with some call. God has a calling in our life. And he says, you know what? I will do this. And we say, well, it doesn't matter who you are, Moses, Peter, uh, Christian, uh, Branko, uh, Erika, uh, Eva, Tomasz. It doesn't matter who we are. It's not in the equation. And, and God speaks to him and he, he actually says, like, I'm inviting you into this great adventure. And by the way, you run from that place. You were afraid of the, of, of the Egyptian king. Now you will go back to the place. You don't have to be afraid. You know, with God, you don't have to be afraid of places that we used to run from. You know, sometimes we have these like, places we, we, we don't, we don't want to come back. But like God says, no, like with me, there's a victory. And let's go together and you will see what I will do. And then, then, then we know the story, you know, God gives him a stick. I was really thinking about it, you know, like we know the explanation, you know, it's, it's, it's a rod of authority, you know, the leadership <coughs> and everything. But, but make it like more practical for us as a man, you know. Somebody gives you a stick. It's like the rod of authority. Sure. But, well, what's a stick? You know, like we get a stick, you know, and, and we 
hit the trees, you know, and, and we, we had a, we, we hit the um, fences, you know. We play with the stick. It's a toy. We men, you know, we like a stick. It's like a little toy for us. You know, and we have sword fights, you know, we have a stick. So God understands Moses and he gives him the stick and he says, Let's go and let's deliver Israel. And I'm I'm really like making fun of the stick a little bit. Because some people think that the power was in Moses and in the stick. You know, you think that really Moses took the stick and plunged the stick into the sea and, and the power of the stick and the Moses divided the sea? It was just a, just a, just a game for Moses. It's like we spoke about it yesterday with Vlado and Iskra and Zagreb. It's like, a, it's like a father who takes a little child on his arms and gives him a keys from the house. And he has to lift up the little child because he's not able to, to reach the keyhole. And then the little child is not even able to, to plunge inside in the key. So the father helps him to get it in. And the child is trying to unlock the house. But it's really difficult. So then the father tries to help him to unlock it. And when they do it together, then the father says, Wow, you opened the house. You know? And the kid is so happy. So God gives this stick to Moses. And he says, Beat the waters. And Moses does it. And he's so happy. And then God does it for Moses. It wasn't Moses opening the Red Sea. It was God. Isn't this amazing? It's not us who are going and like, like opening the hearts of the people. It's not our ability. It's not the stick we have in our hands or, the, or like the size of the Bible. No, God gives us these tools just to have fun. We are like, we are like little children. But God loves us. And we can see this, this amazing conversation between between uh, Moses and the Lord. So, we see in verse 8, God delivers his purpose. I will, uh, uh, explains his purpose. I will deliver Israel. Verse 11, Moses says, Who am I? And then, again, in verse 13, Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me to deliver you. They will ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? You know, like, he has all these questions. Like, like have you ever go for outreach? I mean, we've met you guys, and like, uh, some of you we know for a long time, some of you we know we see for the first time. But we've seen you doing like so many and you are great heroes. You know the Lord. When I went for the first time for soul winning, I was afraid. What am I going to tell them? What if they ask me what's the name of your Lord? You know, the same excuses. And it's okay, we have fears. But, but look at the little child. When somebody asks him, who is your father? You know, he doesn't need to know like, like his age and, and, and the address of his job place. Well, the child will reveal the father. The child will say, My father is 
this big and and he can grab elephant and throw it away. I've seen it. You know? It's, and that's it. And you're impressed by this little child. It's like us. Who, who is your Lord? Well, my Lord is this big and he can grab a mountain and throw it into the sea. This is enough. You know? It, it, the, the Lord is behind us. He will touch the hearts of the people. You know, some people think, I have to get over-educated in order to be on the streets and represent the world. You know? and by the time I'm really educated, I have this long beard. You know? That's the sign that I'm really educated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a sign of something else. You know, it's, it's about the relationship, not about the education. Like, we know our father. Like, do you know your father? Who is he? Tell me, what's his name? How is he like? Who is he like? His name is Bronco. He's the best dad in the world. You see, he's the best. Hey, give a clap. Give a clap. It's amazing. Yeah. My heavenly father is the best one in the world. Wasn't it powerful? You don't need like deep theology on the streets when you want to deliver the nation of Israel or some other nation. It's so simple and so easy. <coughs> it's like, uh, have you ever done an activity with a little child? You know, like you take him with you and you go and you, you go to cut the wood. Well, it takes hundred times longer to do it with the child than if you do it yourself. And sometimes, like, you lose all your patience, you know. That's, that's good, because then you have to ask for God's patience, you know. It's amazing. You could do it yourself, but when you take the child, it's much more glorious. You know, the child is shining, and the child believes that he really cut the wood. But you were behind him holding everything, you know, and you did it. This is like us. We go out on the streets and we speak with people, or with our neighbor, or the uh, person in the working place. And we just say, my dad is the best dad in the world. And, and, and the person says, well, tell me more. And we are like, wow, I did it. <laughs> you know, I am, wow, I am a preacher. I did it. Well, you know, the shine on our face, and it's amazing. Well, he was standing behind us. He did it. And he just used us because he loves it. He loves to use us. And Moses believed the lie. He may say, well, I, I'm, I'm no good. I killed a person. I'm a murderer. My hands are dirty. My thoughts are dirty. My heart is dirty. Well, I'm no good. God says, Moses, come. I have a plan. We go for holiday and you will enjoy it. We will deliver the nation of Israel. And you will see plagues and, and fire from heaven and frogs. You like frogs, you remember? Moses, little frogs. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. You know, we will have fun. Isn't this amazing? Like sometimes we read the story and it's like, 
so authoritative. You know, the Moses with the rod. And I'm not like diminishing, you know, the power of authority, delegated authority. It's there, it's there. But it wasn't Moses and his rod. It was just a little boy with a stick, you know, and like, God says just like, hit the dust and you will see, you will see the, the mosquitoes fly. Well, let's do it, let's do it. Hit the dust and you will see mosquitoes. And then he thinks, I did it. And you know what's amazing? Like, despite all these excuses, you know, like, uh, he, he says, like, what's his name? Then chapter 4, verse 1, Moses says again, but behold, they will not believe me. How do you know? You know, all these fears, isn't it amazing? Like, like when I read it, I see my heart. Like, I'm afraid to go on the street or to, to speak to somebody. I'm afraid they will not believe me. And what if they will, they will ask me some difficult questions? Uh, and God says, no, well, I'm going to do it. Just let's have fun. Let's see some frogs, you know, and mosquitoes. It's, it's a, it's, this is like boys thing, you know. I know if ladies like frogs and mosquitoes and blood in the river, you know. Well, you will love it, you know. It's, it's, it's amazing, yeah, to see this. So Moses is having these excuses. They will not believe me. Then uh, later on, uh, in verse 10, he says, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent in my speech. You know, and then he says, I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Yeah, it's like, have you ever been afraid to speak in, in front of people? Well, here it is. Moses also. But it's not like how eloquent we are. It's just it's just the message. You know, like Moses can come and he can say, Pharaoh, tomorrow, frogs. That's it. He doesn't have to speak much. There is not power in the eloquence of the speech. There's a power in the message. Tomorrow, tomorrow, frogs. And then the frogs come. You know? Isn't this amazing? We've seen so many people who, who say so many things. There's no power behind. Because, because they don't go with their father. They just talk and talk. They may have all these diplomas and they will teach you like uh, whatever. What's the expiation and propitiation and, and many other things. And, and we learn these things in the Bible school. But, but that's not in the terminology. It's if we walk with God, with our Father, who is, as we've heard, the best Father in the world. I, I want to write this in my Bible. That my Heavenly Father is the best Father in the world. It's amazing. It's so amazing to see this. And, and uh, despite all these excuses, then, then Moses understands, like, like we go together, he gets an Aaron uh, to be on his side, to speak with him, to be a mouth for him. 
so so they go to uh, deliver Israel, and and what's 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 the story? How it progresses? The first meeting they had with Pharaoh, you know, he comes to him and he says, "Deliver my people," and Pharaoh says, "Oh, you know what I will do? No more straw tomorrow." They used to get the straw to make bricks, but from tomorrow, they will make the same amount of the bricks in Exodus 5, but no straw. It's, it's amazing. Like, like, you walk with God, you go to do this big, amazing thing that God is not calling you to do, but He's calling you to be there to see it. And then the first meeting you have, there's this disappointment. Well, and then he meets later on the uh, the Israeli uh, elders, and they are angry with Moses and Aaron. They are angry at them. Well, look what you have done. You had a full mouth of like delivering us, and look, now we have to work even more. You know, sometimes people will not like your message. You know, and many times with your message. You will be bring troubles into your life. You will. But it's amazing. It's all in the plan of God. Yeah. And then, then we see that in uh, chapter six, verse three, uh, God spoke. Six two. God spoke unto Moses and sent, said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty. But by my name, Yahweh, was I not known to them. This is amazing. God is revealing like something new about himself to Moses. You know, yeah, I, I know my father used to preach about Jesus. And I know him. You know, uh, Pastor Stevens or some other pastor in your life used to preach about Jesus and you know him from him. <coughs> but now, you can know God the way they did not. Because you are in a situation they were not before. You are in your own situation and God is there with you. And you will see that he is faithful. And he has a plan for you. Even if you are running from his plan, he still counts on you. And he is there for you. And he will do this amazing show and take you there and be a part of it. This is amazing. Now is the time to walk with God and get to know him the way. Like we could not know him just from listening to the messages. Because we learn a lot from our spiritual fathers, from different preachers, from our pastors. We learn a lot from them. But now there is a time when God says, let's go, let's have fun. And we will learn something new about God. And that's what happens when we go on a mission field, when we preach on the street, when we, when we help to somebody clean a house or, or some other way. We got to know God in a fresh and new way. And I like it, the call of God, because I see in my Bible that it's not God calling Moses 
to do something. You know what? Please, don't don't do anything for the world. You know, just don't do it. Do's and don'ts. You know, don't put your dirty fingers into God's work. Please, just just be a little child and let Him take you to His work. You know, we are supposed to walk in the works that God has prepared for us in, in Ephesians two. Not to do it. And this is amazing. When your father comes and he says, let's go. Today, we have a free day together and we will do something amazing. Today, we will do frogs. Tomorrow, mosquitoes. And then fire from heaven. And let's have fun. This is amazing. This is a life I want to live. And as we are with this our the best father in the world. We are just enjoying it. It's not burden. It's amazing. And we get to know him in a fresh new way. And I'm so blessed like to be part of, of this trip. You are amazing. God bless you. Someday we're gonna all remember this too. We're gonna watch these pictures. Like we are looking these pictures from 1979 and early years, South Burbage, as the students. We're gonna remember it. We're gonna remember this time. These are historical days. Well, sometime, someday we all are in old people's home and remember. It was a cool time in the Bosnia. <laughs> <laughs> so let's make our days to be best days. And there are all the people who are doing worse days, bad days. But let's change their day if they are valuable people. All right.
so real It sets your heart on fire Father gave his only son He wanna be your best friend He came to seek us sinners When they also really remember to pray for him and his family because it's a work of faith you know it's not like a, you know we heard this morning <clears throat> for those that are listening to this um, Pastor Branco said <clears throat> he told us that that um, officially there's most likely about 400 born again believers in this nation here so that's amazing 4 million people and Statistics show that there's, you know, officially 400 believers. So this is an unreached mission field here. And we should pray and visit and encourage people to come and, you know, to see what the Lord would do here. So uh, before we go, we'll take a picture of you and your, and your son and your family. And we'll just put it on our prayer boards and, you know, we'll keep you in prayer. So so let's close in a word of prayer, okay? Thanks, Pastor Tomash. Good message. Very animated. Oh. I think it was the best animated message on Moses I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Lord, thank you for this time together. Thank you for our brother here, Bronco, and his son, John. Pray for his wife and their family. <clears throat> Bless this church in Jesus' name, we pray. Pour out a blessing here 
Thank you, God, for this pastor's faith, how he loves and serves and lays down his life for the people here. And pray that you would encourage him and just answer his prayers, Lord. Bless the church here, the members that come here. And we pray for a move of God in this city. God, we, we know that this can be difficult. We know that this can be not easy. It may seem like a great mountain. But Lord, we just pray for encouragement, for new joy, new vision. Lord, give him some help. We pray that you would send men here. Thank you for Marian. Bless him and his decisions, God, and as he serves here. And we just ask you, God, for this blessing. In Jesus' name, we pray for the food to follow and our night of sleep. In Jesus' name. And then our trip to Belgrade tomorrow. God, that you would order our steps. That there would be places and people that we can meet as we preach the gospel of grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, great. So we'll just order some food and... uh